0: By Riverside. Welcome to Championship Weekend and another edition of Pick 'em with Dan and Dave. It's just Dan this week. Dave is off this weekend presuming getting ready for championship weekend. No, he's uh busy working on his golf game down in Florida. As we sit here and record uh, today Four teams, that's all that's left in this NFL season, two games on Sunday, the Eagles and 49ers, the Bengals and the chiefs, the Bengals and chiefs, a rematch of last year's AFC championship game. You know, I, we talked about as we went into wildcard weekend our predictions going through I'm just gonna say my bracket is holding up pretty well the only miss that i had was i had the bucks beating the cowboys in wildcard weekend other than that all the picks are there my championship weekend is there dave his is this pretty good as well couple more misses he had chiefs bills this weekend and cowboys and 49ers But we, like I said, 49ers at Eagles. That's going to start us off on Sunday, 2 p.m. Central Time on Fox. The Eagles are favored by 2.5 in that game. The total, 46.5 as we get ready for that one. These are two football teams that on paper are polar opposites. But when you really dig into the stat lines, they're a lot closer than they appear. We look at how, how they've covered over the season. You know, we talk about spreads on a week-to-week basis. We talk about how uh, that's how we make our picks is by the spread if this is the first time that you're here. San Francisco's covered the spread in 68.4% of their games this season. The Eagles have covered the spread in half. Both of these teams have been favored in almost all of their games this season. That's a tough thing to do. To cover some of the big spreads that you're going to get throughout an NFL season. So the Eagles covering right at half of them. And the 49ers covering just under 70%. But let's talk about how the playoffs have gone. Let's talk about how the season has gone. It has been a very weird season for the 49ers. Started off with Trey Lance at quarterback. Rough start in Chicago. Lost to the Bears in week one in a monsoon. Broke his foot. They go to Jimmy G. Then Jimmy G gets hurt. So then they go to Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy has found a way to get that team victories behind the backs of their defense. Look at the Eagles. They started off the season on fire. They went through a little lull. Very well could have went 16-1 and one if Hertz didn't get hurt. One loss in a fluke game against the Commanders. All in all, that team has outperformed every expectation that we could think of. We thought that they would be good going into the season, but we didn't think that this would be the Philadelphia Eagles we would see. We thought that the NFC East was going to be a slugfest between the Cowboys and Eagles, and it was with the Eagles having a distinct advantage throughout the whole season. Hurts doesn't get hurt. They very well go 16-1 and one on their offense. Their defense is good, but their offense is what has driven that team throughout most of the season. Pretty typical for an NFC matchup. You're going to have a strong defense and a strong offense that clash. Philly last week, 268 yards rushing last week against the Giants. There's a lot of teams that don't have that in total offense throughout a a game. 268 yards on the ground. Three touchdowns on the ground. This team can beat you in many different ways. If you let them run, they're going to run all over you. If you let Hurts pass, he can beat you that way as well. Let's talk about the 49ers a little bit. A couple surprise stats as I was prepping for the show tonight. All of Kittle's touchdowns, all seven of them, have been from the arm of Brock Purdy. I didn't believe that till I went back and really dug through it. Kittle, probably the second best tight end in the league. Had no touchdowns until Brock Purdy took over eight weeks ago. Scary to think. The trade for Christian McCaffrey has been huge for that offense. It adds another A-list running back to that backfield. The key to this game for the Eagles is to put pressure on Purdy. If he can sit back there and have enough time to make mac and cheese, it's not going to go well. You have to pressure the kid to make mistakes if you're the Eagles in this game. And if you're the 49ers, you use that defense that has gotten you exactly to where you are. You put pressure on Hertz. It's really the same game plan for both teams, just for the for the 49ers you've got to continue what you're doing and stopping that run and putting pressure on Hurts. That's what it's going to come down to. If you let the Eagles offense run how they have ran most of the season, the 49ers will get blown out of this game. The 49ers have the second best run defense in the league. Philadelphia's 16th. The 49ers defense, because they add the pressures to the quarterback, they lead the league in interceptions. They've got 20 this season. That's their key, is to rely on that defense to try to get back to Arizona in a couple weeks. The Eagles, though, if we look at total yards, they have the best passing D. They'll give up the run. They're 16th in run D. Both of these teams can score touchdowns. The Eagles have the second most touchdowns in the league at 59, where the 49ers are sixth at 52. There's one team that stands out, and we'll talk about them here in a little bit in that category right there. They can both score the ball, but they're going to do it in different ways. The 49ers will be slow and methodical, and the Eagles are going to take what you give them. You give them the big play, they're going to take it all day long. But if you let them start their running game, most of that being behind Hurts, where they lead the league, 32 of their 59 touchdowns are on the ground. 13 of those 32 are by their quarterback. You've got to contain them in the pocket if you're the 49ers. I was talking to a few colleagues today and said that if this game was in San Francisco, I think I'd be all over San Francisco on it. The crowd element here of a game in Philadelphia is not something to be messed with. It's not an arrowhead crowd that is just absolutely insane the whole game, but they're right up there with them. The link will be hopping on Sunday afternoon, and they will be ready to go. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So as I've rambled on for about nine minutes about this game, you're probably wondering, what's my pick? And as a good championship game should be, I've went back and forth on it many times. But it's hard the way that this season has gone that to not back the Eagles at home. So I'll take the Eagles minus two and a half in this game. And I'm going to take the under. Because as I said, both of them can score. But the defenses are going to have to step up here for anything to happen in this game. If the defenses don't play well, the Eagles will just absolutely blow this game wide open. And it, it very well could be like the Giants game where it's over at half. But I'm just not seeing that. We haven't seen a slip up by the 49ers this year. They've had quarters that they've slipped up. Obviously, they've had drives that they've slipped up, but they've been able to put together a consistent product on the field week over week. It's hard to imagine that doesn't happen. It's going to be a beautiful day in Philadelphia on Sunday. Rain starting, small chance of rain starting about four o'clock, but other than that, 54 degrees is the high. Looks like it's going to be right about that 52 market kickoff. Could have some rain in the second half. It looks like a lot of the rain looking at the radar is going to be later in the evening. But I don't think that that really affects either one of them. Give me the Eagles, minus two and a half. Give me the under. This is going to be a hell of a football game, folks. I hope that you're ready for it. And I'm gonna. I have to just go with what has got me here so far. Following my bracket of wild card weekend of the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, Jason Kelsey getting back to the Super Bowl, and it will lead into what we're gonna talk about here shortly. But again, the key for the Eagles in this game is to get that run game going, get the RPOs going, and don't be afraid to take a shot. The Defense will give it to you. You just got to take it at the right point. And like every game in the National Football League, turnovers will play a major factor in this game. It's not going to be a game, in my opinion, that's going to come down to who has the ball last. It's going to come down to the turnover differential. Whoever can protect the ball will win this football game. I can't wait for 2 o'clock Central Time for kickoff of an incredible NFC Championship. But obviously, as a Chiefs fan, we're ready to move on to the AFC Championship. Those of you that watch the show and listen to the show, you know that we spend a lot more time on the Chiefs games and there's a lot more audio clips that I can put in with it. Here's the sound bite from this week from Mike Hilton on the sidelines in Buffalo. Right after that, we'll talk about the Chiefs response. Here it is again, Mike Hilton on the sidelines in Buffalo last week. We'll see y'all at Burrowhead. Yeah, baby. We'll see y'all at Burrowhead. We'll see y'all at Burrowhead. Yes, the Cincinnati Bengals have won the last three meetings between these two football teams. One of them being last year's AFC Championship game. They've been great football games. I'm not trying to undersell it, but you have to actually look at at the games themselves. Each of those three wins have been three-point games. This season's matchup and last year's AFC Championship game, the game ending at 27-24. Last year's AFC Championship game ended in overtime on a field goal. These were not blowouts. Yes, Joe Burrow is 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. Okay, it's going to happen. You haven't blown him out. You've put together good defensive schemes that Andy Reid is going to have to account for this week. But this was Chris Jones today, wrapping up his presser as, as we got ready for the game. You don't think that those players in the locker room Heard that, they saw that, and there's not motivation behind it for the Chiefs to say it at the podium. To me, it's a shot across the bow. We hear you. We'll see what happens. Here it is. Chris Jones today. Eliminate all distractions. Take care. See y'all at Burrowhead. (laughs) Eliminate all the distractions. And we'll see y'all at Burrowhead. That is not a shot across the bow to the Cincinnati Bengals that you very well awoke a giant. I don't know what is. We saw Trevor Lawrence last week say that he can't imagine that Arrowhead Stadium would be louder than Jacksonville on wildcard weekend. The fans responded. I was there. That stadium was so loud at kickoff. And I've heard that stadium loud before. We talked Buffalo Divisional round last year. When the back and forth in the last about three minutes of the game. When Mahomes went down, you could have heard a pin drop. When Mahomes came back in after half, you could feel the concrete shaking. We know that the players heard what Mike Hilton said. We know that the fans know what Mike Hilton said. I was in Kansas City on Thursday. I heard it. I heard it from the fans. It was a talk around town. It was on radio. Everyone knows that you poked a bear. For the Chiefs players, they have to respond to that. Uh, Key to the game in this one. With Kansas City back to being favored by a point and a half, this line has moved a lot based on the status of Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes said on Wednesday, "I will be on that football field." And I truly believe him. There's one thing that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have showed us over the years that they don't lie about injuries. They don't exaggerate them. They just lay out the facts. Pat's not going to say that he's going to play if he's not going to play. He practiced all week. He was a full practice participant all week. There's video of him leaving the presser on Wednesday without a boot on. It's incredible to have a high ankle sprain, and you're very well going to be ready to go this weekend. Chiefs favored by one and a half, 48 being the total. Key to the game for the Chiefs to me is pressure on Burrowing. Games that Burrow has been sacked four or more times, he's one and three this season. You also have to control the run game of the Bengals. A saying I like to use is the Chiefs defense is a bend, don't break. They'll let you move the ball. But you get in about that 30 30 yard in, that's when they're going to crack down on you. That's fine. We've got to be careful on how much that we're going to bend against this team. We've got to break that confidence early. For the offense, the O-line has to protect Mahomes. Quick passes, checkdowns, hold on to the football. That will be key to this team. Take advantage of the shot plays when you have them, but let's not take chances. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to be gunning for that ankle. We all know it. It's a part of the game. It's not a dirty trick. We all know that that ankle is tender and you're looking to give yourself the advantage that you can. We're not saying that they're going to take cheap shots, but they're definitely going to try to put pressure and hits on him to get him uncomfortable. For the Bengals, you got to get Mixon running early and often. And you have to give Burrow time and protection that will quiet the crowd. The Bengals defense does not give up a lot of points. In the first quarter, if the defense can step up and quiet the crowd, that helps the Cincinnati Bengals drastically. The Chiefs, you've got to go out and score. You've got to go score early. Kind of the blueprint that you had against the Jacksonville Jaguars of winning the toss, deferring, three and out, run the ball down the field, touchdown, got the crowd going, kept the crowd in it. You've got to continue to run that script. Get the Bengals behind. Get them to abandon the run game. That's going to get Burrow moving around more because they're going to be in passing situations. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, that whole defensive line, they move in. That's your key to the game. If you have the Bengals to where they can run and pass and you have an idea of what they're going to do, but it could go either way, that's what they want. They want confusion. That is how the Bengals will dominate a game. You have to throw the first punch and you've got to land it. I said that the 49ers and Eagles was going to be a hell of a football game. This one over the course of the past about 14 months. This is a game that to me that comes down to who has the possession last. As a Chiefs fan. I don't know if I'll sit for most of the game. I know I'm not emotionally in check enough to go to the game. I haven't been to an AFC championship game yet because it's just a lot. It's one that, as a football fan, avid football fan, I'd love to be there, but there's something about just being at home for that one. Going through the roller coaster of emotions and somewhere comfortable that I've just had to do. Going to do it again this year. It's going to be a heck of a football game. Nighttime at Arrowhead. You can't beat it. Both of these offenses we talked about before. We talked about total touchdowns. The Chiefs lead the league. 61 total touchdowns. Cincinnati, an eighth with 49. But here's a stat line. Mahomes, 41 touchdowns, leads the league. Burrow second at 35. A six-touchdown difference. The first time that the one and two in touchdowns have met in a championship game since the 1940s. Pre-Super Bowl era. It shows that offenses can do things in this league, but it's not always the two best offenses. Your defense has to step up. Chiefs lead the league in 20-plus yard receptions with 73. Cincinnati in 12th at 54. Chiefs secondary, though, this is a big one. The Chiefs secondary has given up the most touchdowns with 33. But to my point earlier, putting pressure on the quarterback, the Chiefs' defensive line has 55 sacks this season. That's second best in the league. It is a difference of night and day from the Chiefs defense. Teams are going to throw on them. They're going to try to take the shot because they know that they can. But the defensive line has to get that pressure to get the quarterback uncomfortable and off balance. That is what we have to do this weekend. Spags knows that. He'll game plan around that. The game plans have been pretty good against this team. Three-point games the last three times. Yeah, the Bengals came out on top all three. Okay, move on. This is a league of what have you done for me now? Not lately. Not in the past. What are you doing for me now? You have to forget that the Bengals have won those last three football games. The team knows that. We'll see how the Chiefs respond to the Bengals poking the bear. If it's how they responded against Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be a very favorable outcome for the Chiefs. This, like the Eagles and 49ers, will not be a blowout. Don't be shocked if this is not another three-point game on either side. That's fully what I expect. But as a Chiefs fan, got to go with my boys. Got to go with a good storyline for Super Bowl week when we get back together. The Kelsey brothers back in the Super Bowl. Give me Chiefs money line and over 48 48 points. 48 and a half is what will be in the stupid parlay. Give me Chiefs money line and over 48. Expect a showdown at Arrowhead. It's going to be cold not going to bother either team. They're both outdoor teams that play in the cold. They're going to be ready to go. Jamar Chase, that's going to be target number one. You got to stop him, but you can't give up dumb penalties. You can't have dumb pass interferences. That breeds new life and momentum. We've got early Super Bowl lines for however this one will play out. If it's Bengals and Eagles, the Eagles, early line, favored by one. If it's Bengals and 49ers, the Bengals are favored by one. If it's Chiefs-Eagles, the Eagles are favored by one. If it's Chiefs-49ers, the Chiefs are favored by one. Very early lines and totals all in between the 47 and 49 point mark. If you're a football fan, I think that we can all agree. This is the weekend right here. This is some of the best football that you see all season. The pop and circumstance that goes around the Super Bowl. Yeah, you want to be hosting that Lombard- Lombardi trophy on Sunday in Glendale. But this is your test. Especially for the AFC. To juggernauts that very well could be playing against each other for years to come. You throw bills in the conversation as well. The Eagles and 49ers, this is a win this year. See what happens next year. Both of them have a lot of decisions to make going into the off season with personnel. Chiefs and Bengals are two young football teams that are going to battle it out for years to come. Let's wrap it up this week with Danda's stupid parlay. The, the stupid parlay did hit last week. So if you were betting that, you did pretty well. This week's stupid parlay, five legs plus 22.96 odds. They're same game parlay pluses. So there's a parlay in each game. But it goes like this. Eagles money line under 46.5 and Hurts. With a touchdown, not passing, rushing or receiving. The other two legs that involve the Chiefs game, it is Chiefs money line and over 48 and a half points. Bet a hundred dollars on that bet right there, you'll win yourself 22.96. It's going to be a great weekend of football. I know I've said it a lot, and I am very, very excited about what will come on Sunday. Again, 49ers and Eagles, 2 o'clock on Fox. Bengals and Chiefs, 5.30 on CBS. This has been another edition of Pick'em with Dan and Dave, powered by Riverside. We'll be off next week, but we will be back and ready to go for the Super Bowl. We'll see who we'll be talking about then. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk in a couple weeks.